0: You're listening to Sports Biz Podcast presented by Game Plan U with your co-hosts Mark Rappo and Rob Thompson. Love sports? Dream of working in the sports industry? Game Plan U Career Workshops is a self-assessment and mentoring program for sports career seekers. Game Plan U is a 90-day program identifying your skills through a self-assessment and work one-on-one with a career coach to help you design a career roadmap. Go to SportsDreamJob.com to learn more about all the incredible resources and career support available at SportsDreamJob.com. You want to talk a little uh, Major League Baseball World Series?
1: Sure, Game 1 kicks off in roughly, what, half hour? Yeah, about a half hour. Um, As a Yankee fan, I will still stick by my original thoughts that the Red Sox will win um, the World Series. Based on... I just think that they, top to bottom in their lineup, I think it's better. Um, They've beaten a lot of good starting pitchers, especially in the postseason. And I think the bullpen is probably their weakness, but it's good enough. And tonight, obviously, I'll state the obvious. You You win game one, you're in the driver's seat, but it's really important for the Dodgers to win the games that Kershaw pitches. And tonight's probably the biggest one. So we'll see what happens in about a half hour. Team with the
0: best players always win it?
1: Not necessarily, no. I think the teams with the talent get there. I think the teams that are playing the best at this time of year will win. Not always the best team. It's happened you know, countless times in the World Series. Yeah. Um, but quite frankly, I think the Red Sox might, man for man, in a position player standpoint, have the best team. Yeah. Um, but I do think they're also playing the best. So that's a tough combination. They beat a very, very good Houston Astros team. and. You know, not to be such a homer, but a, a pretty good Yankee team, too, to get there.
0: All right, so the, so the, the questions, this might fall under the ridiculous category. So, uh, McAuliffe wants to know if there's any restrictions on your players getting belly button piercings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what came out about sale. Um, yeah. My rule, to be honest with you, is there can't be anything visible, yeah. which is anything on the face, right. um, we don't do the earrings thing. Yeah. Um, we allow chains, yeah. <laughs> you know, gold chains and crosses and those right. things. But um, listen, our whole team could have belly button rings, I wouldn't know.
0: But let's just talk about that injury for a second. I mean, come on. Well, who are you gonna, do you really come out and say that?
1: Well, I think that he is... Chris Sale is left-handed, right? Sure. So me being a fellow left-handed person, yeah. I think we are kind of free spirits. All right. And I think that he... <laughs> is in a position to be a guy that can just tell the truth because, quite frankly, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, who cares? And if anything, any PR is good PR. I don't care, you know, minus you doing something criminally wrong. Right. So, you know what? If this gives us something else to talk about, it is what it is. I I would go back to that guy that did it and say, hey, what what are we doing here? But apparently, he got an infection from taking it out himself. So, I don't... You know, honestly... Okay. I can I, surprisingly so. I've never had a belly button ring. <laughs> that, um, that is surprising. <laughs> yeah I, I, I bet <laughs> yeah. So I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, no pun intended. Right.
0: So l- let's talk let's talk about just from a media standpoint, league has to be happy. Well, Fox Fox has to be happy. I think,
1: yeah, I think, you know, from an advertising perspective and from just general, you know, for the World Series, you want as many viewers as possible throughout the country. Right. You're going to get more of that with Dodgers Red Sox than you would Brewers Red Sox. Right. From a baseball perspective, I think a lot of baseball people probably wanted to see the Brewers in some way. That Cinderella story is always good. It's always good. Yeah. And it's a team that hasn't been there in a long time and a team that I thought was very good. And you know, there's those ancillary things—the Bob Euchers of the world, those baseball things that real baseball people know and like. So, better storylines. Yeah, and I think that you know, imagine if the Milwaukee Brewers won the World Series this year. Yeah, I mean, no one's no one's picking them. Yeah, and I think that that helps the sport. But overall, I mean, if you want viewership, yeah. and and let's be honest, MLB needs wants and needs that, right? So. I think they got the two teams that they could have gotten. It's the best combination. Why do they
0: start still having games at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon?
1: I don't know. I am mean, killing
0: people on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, right? and I've always thought about that, and I don't know. I don't know the good answer. I, I know you have to kind of dance around the NFL because the NFL, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. The NFL's king, right? They own at least two and a half days of the week. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I don't know those other days. I'm not really sure. I'm really not. I don't know why you play – you know, e- even a four o'clock, right? I mean, right. what are we, what are we doing there? I, I don't know what it is, and I think, you know, baseball's been played a lot in the day, right? So I guess maybe there's a little bit of, of that nostalgia thing, but that doesn't really make sense business wise to me. Um, the one thing I will say that does kind of hinder a lot is you have to stay up pretty late to watch these games. You brutal. know the ones that start even the 80, 8.37 or whatever these times they start eight oh five. I mean the playoffs slow down to a halt usually because yeah. there's a lot going on, Right. and you're up till midnight if you want to see who's going to win. So like Red Sox Nation is going to be saltier than ever and tired. <laughs> uh, that could be <laughs> that's that could not a be, good thing. Yeah, that could be dangerous in a lot of places. Oh, no,
0: that's not going to be a good thing. Yeah, let's let's talk about the NFL.
1: Who do you like? Well, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. How did that That happen? That Houdini act they pulled in Philly. Right. So the whole three... For three and a half quarters, I literally just almost, almost smashed my TV. Because Cam... You know, Newton goes out there and does what he does a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, he... I hate to say Kelvin Benjamin was kind of right, but his accuracy is not... At times, is not good. However... He is so good physically that he can stretch the field with his legs, and then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, he makes two or three good throws, then he hits Greg Olson in the end zone out of nowhere. They're back in it. And they're back in it. I mean it happened twice this year. They shouldn't have beat the Giants either. But I'll say this, that stuff that runs out. And once you start playing teams that are um, definitely better, I don't think Philly's playing as good as they eventually will right now, but it's not going to work every week, yeah, and
0: Philly's got some quarterback issues.
1: But I let's be honest. You look at teams like the Rams. You look at teams, as always, the Patriots. Right? They just they're going to be tough to deal with. Now the Patriots are actually getting better every week. Yeah. With the personnel they added. Yeah. I, all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, it was we have these. You have receivers no one ever heard of. Now you have four that everyone's heard of. And Tom Terrific, until he doesn't do it again, you can't bet against him. Tommy Terrific and Belichick for that uh, matter. So,
0: Panthers. How did you how did you fall into that one?
1: Um, I um, someone I played high school football with um, ended up getting drafted by the Bears but then getting um, picked up by the Panthers and was their punter for a while. So I just was kind of following him. Yeah. And uh, Todd Sauburn was his name.
0: Oh god, yeah. I remember yeah. Todd. He yeah, he was an all pro. He um, went to West Virginia. I can I tell you a quick story about Todd? Sure. So he was there. I, we did a camp with the Chicago Bears when I worked for the NFL. And um, it was up in their new facility up in way up Lakeview or whatever. So it was outside north of Chicago and a beautiful facility. And we used to have one or two players that would, you know, would would be there, you know. And they were usually practice squad guys would show up. No one knew their name. Every once in a while you get someone that someone barely knew. Well, Todd was part of this, right? So we'd have two sessions and the first session he shows up late. Yeah, where is he? I'm introducing him. He's nowhere to be found second session nowhere so i'm like where, where is he so somebody says i think he's out in the park a lot so i go in the park a lot he was in his car sleeping yeah <laughs> i'm knocking on the window Wood
1: Noble high school's finest yeah, along with myself long, long island, island guy, guy. new york
0: you know, t- typical long island dude
1: <laughs> it wasn't about the kids yeah no he but i mean he had a great career it was great an old pro career. yeah um so i i basically started following um them because of him and at the at the, the same note John Fox became their head coach, and I liked him when he was at the Giants, so I kind of just... Then it it was at the time when they had Jake Delhomme as their quarterback, and things... They had that one year, they lost to the Pats, of course, in the Super Bowl, however, you know, things started to... uh, Tarek Salah was on that team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Tarek Tarek uh, went to school right here, behind us. That's right. Notre Dame-West Haven kid.
1: That's right, and so since then, I suffered through the good and the bad, and then, you know, Newton comes available from Auburn, and he's... For all the drawbacks, he's made them a contender. I have to say, John Shoup, so. I think, was a quarterback coach,
0: or he was a Shoup was yes, Shoup, and he was my roommate over in Europe. Wow, Johnny Shoup. Where was he before Carolina? He was, I think, afterward. Afterwards, he went to. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator at uh, the Bears for a while. Yep. Then he went out to Purdue before Carolina. I want to say he was at uh, college level.
1: I think he was at Dartmouth. Dartmouth, right? He yes. was. He was the head coach at Purdue. Oh, no, he's coordinator. offense coordinator. Offense coordinator, Purdue. Yeah, is he on that new student athlete documentary? Yes, he is. Right, that's him. I watched it the wow. other night. Oh, he's got—he's all bearded up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. That was whole shoot. yeah, that whole documentary. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. all stuff. You know, if you're in the business, you you know, but yeah, it's it's crazy to see. He's
0: got an interesting point of view uh, yeah. on that, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, he does. And and he's talking about a guy that's done it. I mean, he's been everywhere in in football. Yeah, you could be for the most part, and. His brother Bobby Shoop
0: is, I don't know where Bobby is now, maybe down. He's an offensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, Chris, I see Pence is is watching. I don't know. He probably knows where it is. Chris, where where is uh, Bobby Shoop coaching now? I think he was at Columbia for a while. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I want to say he's an offensive coordinator somewhere and maybe down in the SEC.
1: I would be impressed with myself if I knew that. Yeah. Um,
0: anyways, I don't know where, why we went off a of tangent. Oh, the Panthers. So... Wh- what do you think about the Brownies? They're they're interesting to watch, aren't they? I, yeah. it's like a bad train wreck and I have
1: to watch it every week. I think they're that team, and from coaching, I can I can relate to this, they're that team that is not used to winning. Yeah. So they you know, there's always that thing where you say, Well, they don't know how to win right. yet. Yeah. And I, there's a truth to that. There, there is. is. Yeah. Now at the same time, you gotta remember, they make a switch to a quarterback that hasn't played in the NFL very much, who does look very good to me, yeah. who I was completely wrong. And I thought they were nuts, um, taking him in the first pick and all those things. But uh, I would be safe to say there's probably better days ahead. Yeah. I don't know if Hugh Jackson, you know, is still the guy. I hope he is because he he put in the time.
0: Did you watch Hard Knocks?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: What, what was your impression of him coming out of Hard Knocks?
1: I think that he,
0: um... Shoop is DC at uh, uh, Mississippi State. Oh, well, uh, thanks, Chris. Yeah. We, we went
1: to the experts for that one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I think just from watching it, I think that he... I think at that level, you need to be able to relate to and motivate players. Yeah. And it looked to me, anyway, that they were buying what he was selling. Yeah. I think that's important, mm-hmm. especially when you go, you know, winless. Right. <laughs> that's that's very hard to keep people right. uh, motivated and together. Yeah. Um, I think those shows are, are very...
0: They're it, editing them a
1: Yeah, who knows what? What did you think of Landry's meltdown,
0: like in week one or week two, where he just called everybody out?
1: I wonder if part of that was scripted, or part of that. W- and when I say scripted, I mean like, all right, in his mind, like I have to do this because yeah. I'm one of the guys everyone's looking at, and right. let's try to get this going in that direction. Yeah. Or if that was just a, an emotional outburst. Yeah. I I love it. I, he's right. Right. He's right. Um, because that's a guy that went oh in sixteen. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not pretty. I'm not sure he wasn't there the year before, though, with, right? With the dolphins. Right. Yeah. So again, if he, he wants to win, and I firmly believe that, mm-hmm. and I think he's got now guys around him that listen. They're not winning every week, mm-hmm. but I hate to say it, but those are wins. You know, you get those overtime games for them. It's yeah. a win. Yeah. Especially against the teams that are playing. Listen, Mayfield is going to be, in my estimation. And I may be wrong about this, but he's probably the face of the NFL sooner or later, the way it's going. I think.
0: I don't disagree with you on that. And I
1: don't think he's going to do anything off the field that's going to hurt that. I don't think. You know, you can never know. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think that stuff he did in college was stuff that kids do in college. Right. But when you Baker Mayfield, it it gets broadcasted all over the world. You like watching him? I love watching him. Yeah. I... I just the guy is much better than I thought. Now, truth be told, I didn't sit on my couch every Saturday and watch him play in college, right, so I don't I didn't know much. Right, but listen, they they obviously did their research, and you take a guy number one overall, you really want to be sure, right? So, I I the only thing I'll say about their whole thing, what was the dog and pony show with Tarod Taylor? It should have been it should have been Mayfield's job from week one, right? Because realistically, what are you what are you gaining by having him not play? Now, you, you'd say the Aaron Rodgers thing when he sat behind Brett Favre. Uh, you, yeah, you sat behind Brett Favre, though. Right. There's a difference. There's a few <laughs> difference. You know what I mean? No offense to Rod Taylor. Right. But if you want to go the direction you want to go to, Mayfield's the guy that has to take you there. So to me, I would have said, there's an open competition. He came out right away and said, Mayfield's not playing this year. And of course, what happens by week six right. or you know, five. In that meeting with the coach. I mean, could
0: you imagine being the head
1: coach and being under a
0: spotlight like that? Yeah. I mean, because... That it's hard enough sitting there talking to those two guys about that exactly now. You know, everybody's watching you,
1: right? Man, every and every word's scrutinized. And right, listen, there's a reason those teams don't want to do it a lot of times, right? Like, right. I, I'm pretty sure Rex Ryan was one of the only guys that loved it, yep. <laughs> you know, because right. that's just who he is. <laughs> but that's a tough thing. You, you won't catch a Patriots ever do that, you won't catch a lot of teams even want it because everything is going to get scrutinized. How right? are
0: Rex Ryan when he's just calling out Bortles. <laughs> This guy's
1: horrible. <laughs> Whoever says that. But that's why they hired Ryan. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. what you got to separate yourself. There's a million suits. Right. You know, we're doing what we're doing right now. That's right. Except they're making a lot more money. That, well, you know. Well, I'm not making anything, so I guess everyone's making more money.
0: Right. You're still waiting for the check. <laughs> yeah. That, that,
1: <laughs> but, again, uh, you hire Ryan to be that guy, right? You don't right. hire him to sit there and, and go over the ex's nose and, and get the grease board out. Right. Well, that's why they pay him yeah. a couple million bucks a year. So... Mayhem is going
0: mayhem, and then he he's going to be the face of the NFL, huh? I don't see
1: how a guy like him can't be because he plays the right position. Not
0: the quarterback from KC, yeah.
1: He was not the number number one overall pick, yeah, and he's got a team that had talent, yeah. If Mayfield pulls off a, a respectable record, and, and forget if he give if he has success, yeah, I just think they both are. I agree, yeah, but he's not a rookie either you know the, the kid last year that's true no listen he sat he yeah. he watched Alex Smith do whatever Alex Smith did who was great for them last year right but how tough must that have been for Andy Reed to sit there and watch that ki- that kid in practice and go when are we gonna play this guy yeah and that's why everyone went nuts right when they didn't they didn't even they didn't even consider bringing Smith back so you had to know that what they were seeing from whatever Tuesday to Thursday yeah was leading them to believe that uh they were in good hands. Yeah,
0: we're, we're, we're good. We're all set. Cut him loose.
1: I don't know that there's much more of a pure talented f- quarterback in the NFL right now. And I'm not saying, you know, he doesn't have the track record of a lot of guys. But when you look at the arm, yeah. you look at the, the mobility. Yeah. And he makes pretty good decisions from what I see when I watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm and I'm not a football coach. I'm not a football, you know, I'm just a, an NFL guy. I love watching it. Yeah. He doesn't make that many bad decisions and takes care of the football. I mean, I don't. Andy Reid's probably the one of the mo, the better coaches for him to play under. I would think. It looks like they, you know, they're bringing him along the right way. Right. He's got the pedigree that his dad pitched in the big leagues for eleven years. I think it was. So. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. He was. With, I remember he was with the Twins. Um, I believe he was had a cup of coffee with the Yankees too, mm. or the Mets, one of the New York teams. He was good. Threw hard. Um, I don't know. They showed this on Sunday night, like him him moving around, throwing from all angles. Yeah. and he played shortstop growing up. And that's what he looks like sometimes.
0: Looks like a shortstop.
1: Yeah, and I was just really, I, I'm I'm almost shocked by his arm strength. This is incredible. Because I, I again, did I watch Texas Tech games on Saturdays? No, I don't watch college football to be honest. Um, I just happen to know where everyone goes, I guess, because I'm rattled off these schools. I didn't, I never watched him play in college. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing, I couldn't believe his arm strength. I still can't. And you got a guy on their team who, as far as you throw it, he can run under it in Hill, which that team didn't have. He flies. Didn't have that aspect last year. So now it's opening up things for Hunt. It's opening up things for Kelsey. Talk about a team that's going to be tough to deal with. But lo and behold, two weekends ago, guess who who figured out how to beat him? (laughs) The mad scientist and Super Tom over there. Super Tom. Or Tom Terrific, whatever you want to call him. It's uh, it's that to me is the most remarkable thing that I think I've seen in sports. And I hate it not to be a baseball thing, but right. It's remarkable to me. Remarkable what they do. You can put anybody out there on offense with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, both of them. And you just wonder how's it going to end and when? Did you hear
0: the rumors about how there's this, you know, Belichick is not a big fan of Brady, you know, and, and I don't know who started the rumor and, and, you know, it's a, it's definitely an eye roll comment. Right. You know, they're waiting for him to, they're just waiting for D- him to retire. Does he
1: need to be a fan of no. Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs>
0: not even close.
1: Do you think he's a fan? I, I Is he a fan of anyone? No. Deep yeah. down?
0: No. Yeah. John Reba at we- Wesleyan lacrosse. He's a big fan of Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm actually that.
1: reading a book called Belichick right now. It came out recently. Yeah. Um, I I I would probably say that's probably true, yeah. but who cares? Yeah, I don't I don't think you need to be right. I mean, listen, for them to have the success they're having, no matter how good both of them are, there has to be some type of mutual respect because that's right. uh, it would never work. That's it would right. never work. Right. Now, Tom Brady and me comes off as the ultimate professional. Yeah, and Belichick is at the top of the top in his profession, and I think both of them make it work. But listen. You and I are both married, correct? Yeah. So you know how it is in a marriage, and that's what that is.
0: It's all it is. We got a comment Sean, Sh- Sean O'Rourke says I'm a huge Pats fan and even I don't care that much about Brady. Wow.
1: Well, I think th- I don't look honestly, yeah. That comment yeah. kind of sparks the way I feel. Yeah. When I think of the Patriots, yeah. I don't think of Tom Brady. Yeah.
0: He's not a likable guy. He's just not a likable. Nobody guy. likes
1: the guy that wins all the time. No. well, not really. Did you pull for Jeter? Yeah, but there's a billion people that had his face on their dartboard. Yeah, well... Growing up. You know, like...
0: But he was a likable guy. Yeah. He was a likable athlete.
1: But what, what, what did Brady do? That with? Okay, so are we talking about the flake gate? Are we talking about all the competitive I don't edge? Think
0: I don't think it's... What is it? Anything, is I, it jealousy? I don't know. Do you see? To me, do you see that jacket he was wearing in that... Yeah. He went out to like some red carpet event yeah. and looked like he had his bathrobe on? I yeah, don't but, like him because of that reason.
1: So to me what that draws back to is yeah. you got a guy that can literally do whatever he wants to do. Right. That's what it is. And people who can't do whatever they want to do in life yeah. Yeah. don't like that. Uh, listen, you don't need I don't need to like him. I could care less. I got I got I got tons of friends and people I like. I like watching him win. Yeah. I'm not even a real Patriot. I'm not a Patriots fan.
0: 41 years old.
1: It, yeah, and getting better, almost. Right. Let's call it what it is. Right. I'm not... Him in the pocket is
0: unbelievable. I, just stands there.
1: I'm I'm actually glad I've been able to watch him play. I missed a lot of the great ones because I'm yeah. too, you know, young. Yeah. Or I saw I saw the tail end of Montana. Yeah. I saw, you know, Steve Young. I saw, yeah. um, you know, Warren Moon. But never a guy like this.
0: Montana... And Steve Young played in the same offense, two different right. completely two different, styles. Different, two different styles, but still was able to be successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Right. They had good coaching too. Yeah. I mean think about it. So someone comes in after Brady, same offense, same head coach, they're still they're still doing it?
1: That is the biggest question. Yeah. Well here's the other thing I firmly believe. I firmly believe Belichick. Probably thinks 100% that'll happen. He wanted that, obviously, to be Garoppolo. Yeah. And probably wanted Garoppolo to play two years ago. Yeah. From what has come out. Right. But, you know, Kraft also knows you're not you're not shipping Brady out of there right. until Brady's ready to get shipped out of there. Yeah. Because, you know, what do you think? 70% of the people at that stadium are wearing his jersey in <laughs> the stands? You know what I mean? Like, right. that, you just can't do it. He's earned that right. I get it. Yeah. Listen, Jeter was past his prime. He still played shortstop. Yeah. I mean, but he was always gonna, and he deserved to. He's one of the best ever. I don't care what anyone says,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. he's a winner. Same thing. Same thing. It it fascinates me how they do it. It fascinates me, and I get it because I you have a head coach that will not bend on his principles. You who will not bend on the philosophy, and who obviously is a genius in a lot of ways, X's and O's wise, right? So. That's the perfect storm, and he's made it. You know what's great about him? He got especially early on, all the way up until let's say now. He's proven that he doesn't need you, and those players know that. So there's not that. Hey, well, I'm bigger than the coach. You're really not. Not in that organization. No. Then Parcells was the same way. Like, yes and no. I should say. I mean, because if Lawrence Taylor walked out, <laughs> walked out the door, I think Parcells might have
0: had a different path. My my. All-time favorite stories when, when Lawrence Taylor came to pregame with handcuffs on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another just another night out. Let's go. Yeah. In that book that I'm yeah. reading, the Belichick book, yeah. there's a big part on the Giants, obviously, and and Taylor. And mm-hmm. he there was one story where Taylor went out and went nuts. You know, just totally took the game over. And after the game, he I guess he was talking to Belichick. He goes, "Man, I should sleep five hours a night every night. I played awesome." <laughs>
0: Some guys are freaks. Yeah.
1: Just freaks. Yeah. Listen, natural ability can take you a long way when you're that good. Yeah. Obviously. So, I don't know when it ends. Maybe he plays till he's 50. Who knows? Who knows? He could. Yeah. The same formula has been in place for how long now? I mean, how long have they been doing this? They have a bend but don't break defense. They've got a couple... You know what? People say there's no... These no-name wide receivers... But you can get a bunch of quote-unquote no-name wide receivers if you coach them the right way and they run their precise routes. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be, you know, it's like Stratomatic football. Remember that? Where you just you just put the pieces in place, you let them go. You turn the electricity on and they just yeah. shake. Yeah, I mean, you know football better than me, and a lot of people do, but I feel like if you run a precise route and you get to the spot you need to be, if you have a quarterback like Brady, he, he's going to oh, put it. do ball. Yeah, and as long as you don't have, you know, hands like a snake you mm-hmm. <laughs> You're all set. So I don't I don't I don't know for the, I don't know. I think it ends whenever they want it to end. But if their personalities clash to the point where it gets in the way, I think it would have happened already. Mm-hmm. It would have For all the stuff that leaks out, think about how much we don't know. Right. Right? It's 80% we don't know. So they could have been they could have been at odds 10 years ago. Right. And this whole time be that way. We don't know. You yeah. don't know everything. So to me, I just think they're professional enough that it really doesn't matter. I don't think Belichick, like, it's hard to really live your life every day and really not care what people think about you. It's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I see him as a person that literally does not care. It, it never even gets to that, into his head. It's, here's what we're doing, here's what I'm doing, here's who I am. And he's a very unique human being, in my opinion. You found the magic bullet. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I wonder what kind of – I mean, everybody grows as it. You, you know, you're a much different coach now than I'm, I'm sure you were when you first started off, right? Oh, thank God. You, you learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. And did you go through a transition where, you know uh, – you you were trying to take everything that from coaches that you really liked. Did you find that you took on some of their personality to begin with because you saw where it worked and it was effective, or were you right out of the gate
1: just you? You're you're getting all CC from day one. I think so. I I honestly I never really somebody gave me a piece of advice my first year as a head coach, and at 27 years old, I was really really fortunate to get a college head coaching job. Very rare. Yeah. It was actually a scout. He told me, here's my advice for you. Do it your way. Because at the end of the day, if they bring you in and they cut you loose, you want to be able to walk away and say, well, at least I did it my way. Right. And I really, that really made sense to me. It really made sense to me because mm-hmm. this, this business is obviously results orientated and, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of truth to that. So I mm-hmm. think that I, I never had the insecurity. Mm-hmm. I never had the, I have to prove myself thing to be honest but i was ready to fight every fight and conquer the world at 27 thinking i had this you know not figured out but i was ready i was ready to steamroll and you know go to war and all those things that now i look back and just giggle about because you learn what is this job is really about you learn what's important um i mean you've changed yeah, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Oh, yeah. And you got can, can I you imagine what it was like no. at 27, 28? No. Yeah, yeah. Part of me can't, but you know, to be honest, Rob, yeah. I was lucky to have success right away. Yeah. Because in this business, the shelf life, you you need to. Yeah. Then I'm a twenty nine year old guy that, you know, is is doing who knows what, trying to scrounge, get my way back up the ladder. I think that I what I really tried to take. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but I didn't try to really hone in on the great things that coaches I had in the past did. I concentrated on the things that I didn't think were good Mm -hmm. that they did Mm -hmm. and did my best to not do those. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. But, I mean, did I go through my I'm not listening to you phase because, you know, I'm going to do this my way? I don't know. I think I'm always open still today. And I'll talk to an AAU coach. I'll talk to a junior high coach. I'll talk to a, anyone that I think, you know, could possibly help me get better. I have no problem. I'm not. I mean, we all have to have an ego to succeed in this business. But mine is not big enough where I won't. I'll never, ever not listen to someone or, or, or take advice. or. Um, and I honestly think that's a mark of a good coach. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't really have that identity crisis thing. I had that I want to do nothing more than just win it consumed me almost to an unhealthy point like it, it, it consumed me it was the win the win the win but what I learned was the win on the scoreboard isn't always necessarily the big picture win and I think that was the hardest or the thing I had to learn over time
0: did you do you find yourself that it's about the process of developing kids that brings you the most um, satisfaction I mean, as opposed to say being a skipper on a on a minor league team, trying to work your way up, where it's transactional, guys are coming and going. You're not really you're you're kind of just guiding and mentoring more than. I yeah. would assume that it's a lot less coaching than. Yeah, than, I don't know.
1: Well, player development in the minor leagues is is just that. Yeah. Like you're 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 stuck with a group of guys or given a group of players that your goal is to move them forward. Yeah. Or 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 aren't quite frankly, weed them out. Yeah. You know, it, it, to get them either moved up or get them released. Yeah. And that's where you're at. Um, I love the fact that I get the three to four year or two year, if it's a junior college kid, process. Because it's it's really gratifying to see someone come in as a freshman and then, you know, fast forward three years and, you know, they're an All-American. Mm-hmm. Or um, they've gotten leaps and bounds better from the, the first things you remember about them. And quite frankly... The purity of college baseball is the best thing for me because it's it's about winning. You know in the minor leagues, the reality is it's about moving up. And sometimes, you know, it creeps into your head when there's a guy on the mound and you're a pitcher, you're kind of hoping that guy gets knocked around because till you get to the top, really, what are you doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that doesn't exist um, at the college level realistically um so i do enjoy that process and i enjoy the 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 common goal bringing 30 guys or 35 whatever that number is and trying to achieve that common goal Mm -hmm. it's amazing how all the hours you put in all the frustration and, and stress that you feel over an entire year is so it goes away and it feels super super gratifying when you win like a conference tournament, mm-hmm. and, and you do that dog pile. It's amazing how those 11 months of just the grind and everything that goes along with it, hmm. how it just gets... Well, you it, mean it's not easy? All the yeah, stuff right, that goes along with right. It? No. It, it, it's amazing, though, how it seems all worth it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it really does. Like it, it, it's There's no better feeling, in my opinion, that I've ever experienced than that. I've been lucky enough to to do it a couple times. It's unbelievable.
0: And just the generation of kids now that you've had, and watching them kind of, you know, yeah. become great bartenders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, the world needs bartenders, right? <laughs> yeah, that's Right. right. Um, I just had a uh, I just got a phone call last week from a player that I coached um, my my first and second year as a head coach. He just got inducted into his high school hall of fame, and. That, to me, is it. Like, yeah. that is the thing. So, however many years later, he calls me, says, Coach, I'm going in. I, I I don't know if you can make it. If you can, you can induct me. I'd love for you to induct me. If you can't, would you write up something that they can read? Like, that. those are the things that, you know, the weddings, yeah, the, right. you know, all those things. It's so easy to just really, really get lost in we have to win, win, win. Right. We have to win championships. We have to... Um, do those things between the lines, mm-hmm. but a lot of the reward is what happens after. After that. You know, and they become adults, real adults. Yeah. Um, if any of us are real adults, I don't even know if, if you or I are yet. It never happens. <laughs> we still dressed like 12-year-olds, so. But, yeah. again, like, you get that, you see them transition into that, that, that life they have now, and if we had any little impact on it at all, it, it makes it all worth it. All of it. All the long days, all the, you know... Pulling your hair out because, you know, yep. they had some college behavior off the field or right. whatever you want to say. Right. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. All of it. And I wouldn't trade any of it. I, it's just amazing to me how gratifying such a a a laboring, laborious process can be at the end when you have success. It's well, it's unbelievable. Nothing's easier, right? And you yeah. enjoy it more. Correct. And I think that if you don't feel that you really can't do this job yeah. the way that you should or the way that you want. Mm-hmm. If that's not your if that's not the ultimate high for you then, you know, coaching especially at the college level just isn't just the core of making a difference in kids' lives. Yeah. And 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 doing that bringing a group together and have that common goal and yeah. you know, it's just you have to be very selfless, believe it or not, like you do because I don't want to be in the New Haven register. I don't want to be online, you know, Except for this podcast, of course. That's right. Thank I, you. I don't care about any of that. I care about just what we described. Yeah. Watching our team dogpile and guys actually come to tears, right? You know, and 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 do those things. No, yeah. it's well worth any monetary, any monetary value you can put on it. It's worth more than anything that I've ever had in my life. Other than, of course, my lovely wife, my my son. It's right below that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome. And you have one of your former players
0: catching touchdown passes this this weekend. Joe Kaiko. Yeah.
1: Former cleanup hitter. Yeah. Just an outstanding athlete. I mean, he. And talk about a guy that. I mean, he put up numbers for us and was fantastic. And then he goes, you know, gets an opportunity to play football. And a couple weeks later, he's rising up the depth chart. And (laughs) in probably their biggest game of the season, which they're having a fantastic year. Yeah. Fantastic against probably their their toughest opponent. Yeah, he, yeah. of course, catches a touchdown. But the best part of the story is, yeah. and I know Coach Pence, if he's listening, can yeah. attest he's to this. Uh, he, he, of course, he does a, probably an extended touchdown celebration, forgets he's on the extra point team. Right. Now, this is Joe a T and I love him to death. I always have. <laughs> but I was not surprised at all about that
0: little. <laughs> <laughs> <inaudible> what, well, did he forget he was on the extra point team? Yeah, apparently. The field? Yeah, <laughs>
1: apparently. I mean, I saw, I, saw, I saw the game, a lot of flexing going on, a lot of, <laughs> you know. God, he's the best. He's the best. And and to see that, like it was it was it was just like he hit a walk-off home run for us. Yeah. I felt the same way. I was I was going nuts. Nuts. And were all the boys there? Yeah, he had I, I don't know. I don't know. Um but I know this, every week we're always yeah. like everyone's just waiting, waiting yeah. for the, you know. Right. I know I, I from what I was been told, he did run some some practice pass patterns on plays that he wasn't even supposed to <laughs> To run <laughs> run down the field. So I guess he's been getting some practice in, you know, on his own. So he played for you for four years. Yes, yes. And he was fantastic. He was um, this is a very physically gifted player, um, and what, it doesn't surprise me. What,
0: what, did, what was he, cleanup?
1: He hit He hit fourth for us his senior year. He was always kind of in that middle of the lineup. He played right field. Um, he threw a one-hitter on the mound um, in the conference tournament championship game against Franklin Pierce two years ago.
0: Would you just need an extra arm? Or... He could always pitch,
1: and we knew it. He threw some of the biggest games for us. We used him as kind of a closer, yeah. um, and he was lights out. But he could never really dedicate a hundred percent of it to the mound because of you know his offensive capabilities and being an outfielder. So he was kind of that guy I always had in my back pocket. We used him in big spots, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He never, never wavered. The bigger the spot, the more he, the more he, um thrived and I, i'm not surprised he's you know catches a touchdown against assumption exactly. um he's just that guy and hopefully down the stretch he he does it some more
0: i don't care what level you're at
1: to be able to do two sports really well oh yeah i mean at any level at, at any level and then be in being i mean think about his past year right yeah. we were fortunate enough to have a fantastic season yeah. he's on at one time the number five team in the country yeah in baseball right and now he's on in. A, a team that's undefeated in the any ten, right? And I think the rankings came out today. It was third, third in the region, the which third is third in the region. That's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, and he's lined up, and he's he's uh, he's part of both, and he's right. actually contributing to both.
0: Yeah,
1: it says a lot says about a lot. your uh, talent level.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and just the type of kid he is. I mean, it's not easy. You know, I think he thought baseball was tough, and then he started playing football and figured out that it's basically twenty four seven, literally. And was like, wow, (laughs) this is, this is, this is, uh... Your practices aren't that fun anymore. Yeah. 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 You know? But,
0: yeah, I look... You know, so, but, um, what else? What else you want to talk about, Chris?
1: I don't know. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I mean, you know, the longer I go, the the better chance I have of getting myself in trouble. So, as long as you want to go, (laughs) it's, it's good with me, um... I think we are we at first pitch yet? I'm probably close, right? Yeah, we're getting close to first pitch. So, yeah. All right. No, I'm 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 game. What what's on the what's on the agenda? No, let's so see.
0: I I mean we're just talking um, we're just talking World Series. Uh, we're talking a little bit of I think we already touched on minor league baseball. We're just talking World Series a little bit more. So, you know, let's 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 play this out today. You know, let's play this game out. Let's t- let's talk a little bit about it.
1: About uh, the the World Series. World Series. Yeah. I mean. I again as a Yankee fan will attest to the fact that I think the Red Sox are the best team. I said it I said it all all year. The Yankees were the best team on opening day and then from the second game of the season on Red Sox were because they I think that if I'm not mistaken the Red Sox lost opening day, the Yankees won. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they were 1-0 and the Red Sox were all one and from that day on, from day 2 on, they were the better team. That was it. Yeah, I think. And I think um The Dodgers might have done the Red Sox a favor by uh, taking the Brewers out of this thing because they had the bullpen to really shorten a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about after the fifth inning on. And the way Council, the manager of the Brewers, was doing it, it could have been after one or two batters he was going to those guys. So that could have been awfully tough. But, you know, Clayton Kershaw a couple times is pretty tough too. And um, they have a kid from uh, Vanderbilt, Bueller, who was a first-round pick a couple years ago, who's also very very good so i think it's gonna be good i think it's two good teams i don't think you know i think they're really evenly matched and i think baseball could use a good world series because um, they let's call it what it is i mean they're still chasing football for sure and probably the nba in terms of um the popular vote so to speak and, mm-hmm. and popularity so maybe this helps i don't know um i don't know all these things they're trying to do to speed up the game and, and increase viewership and, um, you know, get, get more people attracted to the game is necessarily a good thing or going to work.
0: Mm.
1: But a good World Series would help, you know, because, you know, minus tomorrow night when you have the NFL and, and Sunday, if you could kind of throw some good games out there on those days, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're smart about Saturday. I think they, they try to play around college football and right. – they,
0: they get thrown into, like, an 8 o'clock game. Yeah. You know, so, they're only going to go up against, you know, one other. And it's usually a key game, but someone... You, you're going to watch it. If you're a sports fan, you're going to watch it. Yeah, if, if
1: it's one game, you know, you're going to get... You know, the, the diehard baseball fan watches, right? Yeah. So and, and Red Sox Nation's watching. Right. You know, the Dodger fan may watch from the fifth inning on, because that's, like, their thing. Right. You know, they're fashionably late. <laughs> but I, I don't... I. I I'd be hard pressed to think this is not going to be a good series. Yeah. You know, I I would be shocked, but it's baseball. You never know. A sweep. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But if you're asking me who would have a best chance to sweep this thing, yeah. I would say the Red Sox. Yeah, for sure. But I've been wrong many times. No. Yeah. Well, just, show. Yeah, <laughs> just ask shell. Yeah, just as my wife is it right. I've been show. wrong many times. Chris,
0: always a pleasure, buddy. It was a blast again. Yeah, um, Tuesday next week, seven p.m. No, you know, no more uh, trick or treating on in
1: in uh, thunderstorms. So we no, get here on time. Yeah, that was a tough one tonight, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was good. My uh, my my fourteen month old son got enough candy for me to eat. Of course, you know where that you know where that candy's going. Beautiful. So um, yeah, I. I I don't think we have anything uh, other than the real deal, which would be uh, the thirty-first. Yeah. So I should be on time. I would yeah. assume. we We gotta
0: get Pence on the show next week, maybe.
1: That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We get him on the show. Yeah, we that'd talk be fantastic. A little, we took a little football. Why not? Yeah, talk a little
1: football. So.
0: Well, I'm on sure that,
1: of, what's that I'm sure I'm gonna. I mean, people are probably already tired of me, so we gotta. Hell no, we haven't it.
0: talked about comic comic books. Oh, we there's had, so we, many there's layers. So, there's so many layers. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, we could do a lot. We got to have a karaoke uh, song song of the
1: podcast too. Uh, listen, I have I have the catalog. I, you know, it doesn't have to be. I, I don't want to cheapen myself. Yeah, I'm actually. It's not just karaoke's the convenience, but yeah. you get the you 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 put a live band out there. It's it's even better. As a matter of fact, really, yeah. Yeah, the performance is the key. You can ask the people that have seen it. It's the performance. So,
0: so are you? You're not too. Uh, not, you're not too above performing at a wedding
1: then. Uh, God, like, have you been pulled God, on stage? God help that
0: couple. Have you ever been pulled <laughs> Just, on stage at a, at a wedding to perform?
1: At a wedding? Yeah, or no. at your own.
0: So no, 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 I, I, where'd no. Where'd you get no, the live band? No, no,
1: no. Oh, high school. I was. All, I was involved in the whole music scene. I played the drums for. 13 years oh so you were in a band yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 no yeah that's what i'm saying this is wasn't some just you know hey went down to you know right. jimmy's crab shack right and said oh let me try at this reruns you yeah reruns. reruns oh we did do that once and that place has never been the same <laughs> so um yeah i mean the, the the guy that night at reruns basically followed me to, almost followed me in my car he was enthralled with me really really yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell he lived in his mom's basement, and he was like forty-five years old, and and said he had a band, and well, right. well, but God bless you, him, you I love them. You him. do attract the best, um, yeah. Yeah, I do attract. Yeah. The uh, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah, that's that's humor. a that's a thing. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. It's uh, right. it really will. You'll never see it coming. No. You'll never see it coming. No. But it, when it does, yeah, uh, we'll have to put <laughs> it in there. <laughs>
0: All right, so on behalf of Chris Solano, there's Rob Thompson with Sports Biz Podcast. Maybe next time we'll talk a little bit more about business. Uh, We'll have some more guests on. Pence, you're up for this one. Um, You can write in at rob at robthompsonlive.com for any comments and or questions or topics you want us to discuss. We are on every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. And
1: nothing is taboo.
0: Nothing is taboo. You can ask us anything. Anything that you want about uh, sports or music or pop culture, it doesn't matter. You know, we'll answer it and we'll talk about it. So, all right. So, you know, the funny part is we actually have the most um, viewers right now that we've had at any point in this show.
1: Right at this moment. How many?
0: There has happened to be six.
1: Man, we're climbing. We are climbing. We started with one. I think they Uh, all tuned in to see when it's going to
0: (laughs) end. All right, brother. Good show tonight. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Rob. Later. Thanks again for listening to Sports Biz Podcast, presented by Game Plan U, with your co-hosts, Rob Thompson and Mark Carpeau. You can watch us live Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. East Coast Standard Time, on Instagram, at Game Plan U. For more information, go to sportsdreamjob.com.